Hey guys, Ethan Fager from Double FM Sports. Uh, right now we're going to play a little sponsored segment from our good buddies at Anchor, so check that out. Hello everyone and welcome back to Double FM Sports. I'm Ethan Fager. And I'm Jeremy Israel. And today we are joined by mechanics, former Mechanicsburg and former Penn State punter Jeremy Boone. Uh, Jeremy, thank you for coming on to talk to us a little bit about your career playing football. Absolutely. Hey, it's, 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 you guys are doing some great work. Um, keep it up. I'm, I'm excited to be on here today and, you know, getting to talk about football and Mechanicsburg and, you know, take it down memory lane. I, I always enjoy doing that. <laughs> so I guess our first question for you is like maybe a more uh, stat based. So do you know what your longest punt ever what was? So my longest, I do. Um, and, you know, kudos to the voice, you know, at Mechanicsburg and, and, I still remember the crowd and, and whatnot. We were backed up and in our end zone. And by the graces, I, I, I just connected on one. And, and it just went you – you lost it in the lights, and it just it kept going and going. And it ended up being a 77-yarder uh, punt there at Mechanicsburg. And this was before the turf on the natural grass that we had there. Um, and just to hear the stand and the, uh, and, and the voice and the screaming, it was, it was kind of surreal. So – in college at Penn State, my career was 70. Um, it was one at Illinois, kind of, it was one of those times that it was wind-aided right off the lake there in Champaign, and uh, it just got up in the wind stream, and it went 62 yards in the air and just bounced and got another eight-yard roll, eight-yard roll. So, yeah, I do remember those, of course. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so between high school and college, you obviously played a number of games. Is there any game that you would consider your favorite? Um, so at Mechanicsburg, I was very fortunate. I played three sports. Um, and I can't stress how important that is, you know, in, in the high school, in the high school realm. Um, partly I say that because my recruiting coach, um, told me that, you know, I was, I had the ability to walk on after, after high school. And he said, really, you know, you're not the tallest guy that we came after, but what we really, really respected and liked is that you were in pressurized situations in three different sports you know, when you're at the free throw line, you know, you're, you're, it's just you and the hoop, you know, and that transcends into punting when you're 14 yards back, you can handle certain pressure situations because all sports give you certain elements that you don't get from each other. Um, so as far as the one game in football that stands out was one that when we played um, in the playoffs against garden spot, you know, we, we spotted them. Um, I don't know, almost 17 points points I remember I was back and kick off and I fumbled one um, and you know we had a, a snap go over my head you know things that went wrong did go wrong in the first half but uh, with our attack that we had the passing attack that we had it was you know it wasn't something that we didn't think we could come back and one of the plays we knew we had you know the defender and, and I got to come back to the huddle and, and I, I, I pointed out to our All-American quarterback, Zach Frazier. I was like, hey, I think we got this play. And Coach Lichtel agreed and we ran it. And, you know, we had a big play off of it. So we ended up coming back and winning. Um, you know, we got the Hershey chocolate bars out. You know, we got to celebrate because we were going to Hershey to go play uh, Mannheim Central in the, in the district final. So in the district semifinal. So it was, it was a big game. So you talked about, like, I guess, having pressurized situations in different sports. How did you handle those big pressure moments during those big games? You know, it, it all came from what we what we did in practice. You know, we put ourselves in certain situations, and, and I was very fortunate. I had Coach Rich Lichtel in football. 
Um, I had Coach Strickler uh, in basketball, and I also had um, Coach Shirley in baseball. And those are very detail-oriented individuals. So in practice, we got to put ourselves in those situations uh, that, you know, it, it, it transcended on the field. And, and with us having the, the, the players and, and teammates that we had, it, it all kept us in the right frame of mind that no pressure was bigger than the – no situation was bigger than the other. And so when it came down to, you know, a field game winning field goal or it came down to a game winning drive, you know, it was, it was, it was go time. You didn't even think about it. You know, you just went and did your job and, and, you know, luckily the results followed uh, because of the preparation we put in. Yeah. So, you know, we mentioned you played for Penn, you played during a career in college at Penn state and you got mm -hmm. to play under Joe Paterno. What was that like? Ah, Ooh, I get chills even thinking about it. You know, Mechanicsburg football uh, and, and the sports there put me in a position to be able to walk on. Um, you know, they Coach Lichtel was able to get my tapes out in front of a lot of coaches and a lot of programs out there. And a lot of those programs actually just returned the tapes right back to me um, just because of my height. And, you know, they weren't really interested in me. But, you know, Penn State, which was never really uh, – uh, a dream school of mine because I, I just wasn't really that much into football growing up. So, you know, here having that ability to walk on, I was on cloud nine and, you know, it was the 15th anniversary of the whiteout game versus Ohio state back in 2005. And, um, you know, as a walk on, I didn't dress, but I was on the sidelines and I just looked at the stands for probably three quarters of the game. You know, that when that Tomba Ali sack happened, you know, I, I don't even think I got to see it because I was watching the crowd, the whiteout. It was unbelievable. So just having those experiences, um, I was happy, but I was never going to let it stop there. I was going to do everything in my power to get on that field. But if I never had the ability to start or play, I, I was already winning in my mind. And that's how I treated my experiences there um, with Coach Paterno. Now, being a specialist, the word when I got in was you, you don't really want to communicate with coach because that could mean you're in the doghouse. And fortunately, you know, academically, I kept myself at a good standing and then my performance and living on campus for basically 11 out of 12 months of the year gave me the ability to earn the starting spot once, you know, uh, Jeremy Kapanos, the punter there, had graduated. So it, it's surreal. Um, the experience was to be able to perform for coach Paterno and, and have that ability to speak with him. And, you know, some of the teammates that I had was, it was just a great, great experience. So what would you describe, I guess, the team environment throughout your time there at Penn state? The team environment was unbelievable. We had great seniors my freshman year when I walked in um, because if you, those, those avid Penn state fans out there, which I know they're out, the ones that, you know, bleed the blue and white, uh, especially in our community back in Mechanicsburg, you know, they were a driving force for me. Uh, the, the, the ones that would communicate how they, how much fandom they had and how they always attended the games and they would always try to interact with me, what was going on there, how, how I was doing up there. They were always checking in on me. And that's just a credit to the Mechanicsburg community, um, which helped me instrumentally, instrumentally get over some hurdles while I was there. Um, so, you know, it was, the, the, the locker room, 
you know, when they had their down year, it came in that freshman year in 2005, which was our Orange Bowl year, that leadership there, uh, Michael Robinson, Paul Pozlesny, you know, a litany of defensive linemen and offensive linemen. It was just a winning atmosphere from day one, and it just transcended for five years there. You know, my five years there, we were four and one in bowl games. We got an Orange Bowl victory. We got to participate in the Rose Bowl. I mean, those are all things you dream about, playing in the Big Ten, playing at Penn State and we got a big 10 championship under our belt so the locker room and it was just a winning atmosphere and and it just has carried through for for many many decades for sure so obviously with the the penn state football team in the big 10 you guys got to travel all over you know primarily the northeast section of the united states you get to go to ohio state michigan maryland all those different stadiums was there any specific away game that you liked going to yeah there's two um number one was I had the opportunity of my first travel experience was actually to a non-big 10 game it was to Notre Dame and think of a walk-on Notre Dame what comes to your mind you know yeah so here I am as a walk-on and you know getting to travel and experience that tradition and history that Notre Dame presents it chills, you know, that was, that was the eye-opening experience for me is I, this is going to continue to drive me to get on that field and play someday. Um, so that was the first road game that really stood out to me. You know, I had a couple high school friends from McCanksburg travel to that game. They were Notre Dame fans, even though they put on the blue and white for me that I think they had one of those half, half things going on, whether they had their Notre Dame Jersey on, but a Penn state hat just to, you know, make sure they supported both parties while they were there. Uh, my family traveled to all the games, the second game, Wisconsin. Wisconsin is Madison, Wisconsin. That sports atmosphere there was unbelievable. Um, and we had two experiences there. Number one, we got them and we beat them. So the fourth quarter jump around and the wave that they have wasn't, you know, wasn't what it was all cracked up to be. But the second time when they were, when it was neck and neck, and I think they got us that game, that atmosphere was, was booming. It was unbelievable. Um, yeah. So that is one road game that I want to get back to as a fan to get that experience, not just as a player, but as a, as a fan to get back to Madison, Wisconsin. Now, obviously you said you were walk on at Penn state. So I guess, how did, I guess, like recruiting work for you at the high school level? <clears throat> not what it is today. Um, you know, I, I put together a highlight film, like I said before, and I sent them out to what Coach Lichtel thought I should send them out to. And Coach Lichtel got me to some, some you know, schools that weren't even interested in, in me, but they got me on some non-official visits. I mean, I ran out. Uh, I was at West Virginia. I got to run out of the tunnel with them. I, and I was looking around the locker room and I'm looking at all these recruits and I'm like, wow, what am I really, you know, what am I doing here? You know, I, I have to coach look to what are you thinking? Um, so the recruiting process, we, we put together a highlight tape. Um, I also played wide receiver as well. And, you know, with the air attack that we had, I was, you know, second in the state in receptions, which I never, again, I don't like contact. I always, that's partly why I was a wide receiver. I, I had to play defense as well to be a team player. Um, but, you know, we had, I think I had 80, 84 receptions. Um, you know, my teammate had 81 receptions. Our third wide receiver had 76 uh, and our fourth had 40 receptions. So 
Yeah. That was the air attack that we had. So putting the, the highlight film together of just kicking and punting and wide receiver and, and all of that together, we sent them out. Um, we sent it out as many schools as we can. Like I said, all the Big Ten schools sent them back. And then I went to a kicking camp at Penn State where Coach Johnson was there. And he saw, saw the tape, I guess, and, and said, we'd like to offer you a walk-on spot. And after that, um, it was down between Delaware. That kind of gave me the same type of um, experience. And then Penn State. And I always said from day one that I was going to go to a big-time atmosphere school, even if I never played, just because of the academics the atmosphere, the tradition, and it was a school that my brother and sister never went to. So, you know, I, I, it was an easy brainer and going back to my brother and sister, my brother went to school at Virginia tech. And when he was there, he didn't play sports, but as a student there, Virginia tech went to the national championship. They played Florida state when Vic was there. My sister went to Maryland in basketball. They won a national championship. So I said, listen, we're destined, whatever school I pick to, we're going to be, you know, we're going to be right there. And, yeah. you know, we had a couple games where we were seconds away from having undefeated seasons and being in that national championship, you know, talk. So it was cool. Yeah. So we've already mentioned travel and you're talking a little bit of academics. How at the level of Penn State do you manage your sports and your academics along with stuff like travel and just personal life? Um, you know, I prided myself on on the academics first. You know, that was – a, a big point in, in coming there, um, you know, getting into that university and the coaching staff and the uh, academic staff were, were huge. Um, we had study halls. So you're, you're really, like I said, I, I've been, I was there 11 out of 12 months of the year. You know, I was very rarely coming home, even though it was an hour and a half away from home. I, I always stayed on campus to work on my conditioning um, to, to, to make sure my academics, to take summer classes, to make sure that I could balance the false fall workload, you know, and balancing it with the spring and summer. So, you know, there was times I slept at the academic center just because I was there throughout the night, just constantly studying and, and, and working on papers that, you know, it was essentially a full-time activity. And I wouldn't have had it any other way. Um, you know, I was one that, you know, I was always 10 minutes early to class. I don't think I missed a, uh, a class until my senior year of college. And that was in my fifth year. I think I missed one class in five years. Uh, and it was just one of those that your participation, your attendance all resonates in the classroom. It carries on to sports and it carries on to your career, whatever you choose to do. So um, it, it was, I, and being a walk-on, you didn't have much other choice. You want to get on the field. So you had to do and go when the lights were off, you're still working. You're working on your craft and perfecting your craft to hopefully get that one opportunity. And then from there, you can never look back. Yeah. So I guess uh, the next question we wanted to ask is, I guess, before like any game, did you have any like pregame routine or like pregame meal that you would like? It's, it's, it's amazing how superstitious one can be. Um, and I, I was that one, you know, to this day, I see some of the things that I was doing, you know, I would always, um, like I, I have a, a towel. First thing I do when I get after, so we would go to the hotel on Friday, you eat the same meal. Um, you get a, a chicken, you get a steak, you get a pasta, and then you come back for a little afternoon or evening snack. You, you make your sub coaches talk to you, you go back to your room, um, wake up in the morning, same cup of coffee poured the same way, um, ate the same breakfast every morning. It, 
very routine based. So when you think about what's going on in today's world and these athletes, you know, we're very, uh, when you break the routine that can alter, you know, the NBA finals just wrapped up, you know, and, and think their routine was completely shifted with them being 95 days in a bubble. So yeah. you know, my superstitions, my routine stayed the exact same. And, you know, I always put my left pant leg, left leg in first, then right leg. I always tied my left shoe first because that was my kicking foot. Tied that first, then I went to the right foot. And then before I'd run on um, the field, my towel, I would wear a towel on me at every game. And I'd always write the initials RL for Rich Lichtel, my high school football coach. You know, all those little superstitions would be uh, so that when it came on and you're on the field, nothing else but to perform. You know, you don't think about anything else. You got all the superstitions out of the way. Now it's go time once the, the kickoff happens. All right. So before, you know, you mentioned you didn't just play football. You also played two other sports, basketball and baseball. What were those like in high school? Ah, uh, they were awesome. You know, I, I love, I just love sports and, you know, playing three sports, it allowed it to give you a little mental break from just focusing, you know, 12 out of 12 months on one sport. I got to experience different, you know, summer leagues with basketball and I got to play fall ball, baseball. And, you know, it, it gave you a little break. Um, but it also kept you in shape, kept you and kept you focused. And each sport, we were very competitive. Um, and a lot of my friends in high school all played three sports. So it was a way that we were already together. We had great chemistry together. Um, and then we got to play the sports together. It was, it was really, you know, the, the network of friends that we had that all played three sports were amazing, but being competitive and, you know, playing baseball at city Island in Harrisburg, um, you don't get that if you didn't play baseball and you were just in football, you know, I got, I, I hit a home run at city Island. That was an awesome experience for me. Um, you know, we got to in basketball, we played in the giant center, you know, we got to play at the, uh, Hershey park stadium. Um, we played in all the, the main uh, arenas and stadiums the the four years that I was there at Mechanicsburg it was just awesome the coaches were amazing um, coach Shirley in baseball who was very you talk about superstitions he's partly the one to blame if you ever talk to any coach Shirley uh, baseball fans out there um, you know he would fold up his jersey but it always and he, when he would put it in the bag it would always have to be the M logo up it would never be number first because he was always about the team you know, there was the times that he would put the opposing team's newspaper articles in the freezer because he wanted to freeze the bats. Um, and then we had Coach uh, Strickler, um, who's also very superstitious in basketball, very player-friendly uh, coach when we were there. And, you know, we got to play in the semifinals for district. So the sports is, you know, in that community is just unbelievable. The, the, the support that we got um, – it, it was awesome. You know, I, I go back and I still try to stay on top of, you know, what's going back there now. So great experiences, great coaches, great, uh, great community. It was, it was unbelievable. So I guess the next question I want to ask you is, have you ever thought about maybe going back into football in any sort of way? <clears throat> so I put, so when I graduated from Penn state, you know, and, and being able to put in, you know, there for five playing for three, um, the opportunity to pursue, you know, all the bowl games that we got and then going to an all-star game after that, 
great exposure. And I said, I'd give myself a full year to pursue the next level, um, which I did. Um, I, I, I pursued it. I didn't get any talks, didn't get into any training camps, but I was, you know, I was able to earn a scholarship and play at Penn state university is, again, I was winning as soon as I stepped on campus there, even if yeah. I never played. So I would do uh, trainings, those that were very involved in the kicking and punting um, in the, in our community, you know, I, you know, there's times I run around the track where I am now and see kids kicking and punting. And, you know, sometimes it comes back to me. I get that itch uh, to get back in. But no, I, I have a family now and, and it takes up a lot of the time with my career as well. That it, it's one of those that if somebody reached out and wanted to get some insight, needed help with the, 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 the mental side of kicking or punting or sports or wanted some one on one trainings, I'd be more than happy to help them out. But I, I haven't really gotten back into it. Um, on the coaching side of it yeah all right so mechanicsburg's got a pretty good team right now with a lot of good athletes is there any advice that you would give to them about you know the end the last half of this season and playing football <clears throat> well with with this with the way we are are living with the pandemic now and and how it was taken away and you know i have so much admiration for the seniors now and how they're attacking the game um you know, the biggest thing I can say is enjoy each and every practice, each and every time you get in the locker room, whether it's practice or whether it's for a game, enjoy each and every moment. Um, because it, not a lot of us get the, the opportunity to pursue it at the next, at the next level in college. So you're with your friends, um, you're with your teammates, enjoy and, and attack each and every practice, you know, like it's your last, I know that's a cliche, but you know, really with the pandemic and, and being away where it could be taken away from you, you just want to enjoy each and every moment and, and control what you can control uh, for the class now and the players and athletes there control what you can control. If you maintain a positive mindset each and every day at practice and, and you take it like each practice is the last practice because you never know what tomorrow could bring enjoy the moment. It goes by fast. Um, and, and, and it, you don't want it to be taken away from you, but enjoy it. And, you know, the success they're having is contagious. You know, the community, you know, it's nice to see the school buses coming around and, and back to normalcy. Um, and enjoy that moment. You, they're doing great. I, I, you know, it's been, been really nice to be able to get the game streamed, um, that they have going on. And, I know Principal Harris is talking about the games as well as being a principal at school. He's also commenting on the games. So, you know, I try to follow them, even though I'm in Western Pennsylvania, I try to follow as much as possible. So, and that's just not in football, you know, all the student athletes back there in Mechanicsburg, you know, keeping that same mentality and, and that optimism and that positivity, you know, is, is there's a great group back home now because I get filled in. Um, you know, I still communicate with the athletic director, Seth Bahanek. He fills me in on what's going on. I ask him, he, you know, I, I, I try to reach out as much as possible. So that's what I'd give the advice I'd give to the class now that's performing and, and doing very well. All right. Well, thank you for taking some time out of your day. We really appreciate it. You know, having you come on and do a little interview with us. So thanks for that. Hey, Ethan and JR, thank you so much for having me um, and keep up the great work, you guys. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you. Well, uh, so I guess signing off for Double FM Sports, I'm Ethan Bagger. And I'm Jeremy Zrak. And we'll see you next time.